Hello everyone and welcome to another wonderful episode of Honest the Pods. The podcast where each week we pick something, and in this episode in particular, everything to ramble on about. Current events. Personal growth. End of season, half season wrap up. And in Zoom interview props. <laughs> I'm Ashley McAllister. And I'm Matthew Alley. And this is episode one zero five episodes down. I don't know any numbers for 105. 105. No. <laughs> I guess it's the Cruella de Vil coat when it comes with matching shoes. And then with one extra dog, it will have just the little purse, like a tiny little... Oh, you didn't watch... Did you watch season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race? No. Well, for those that get it, it'll be like a little purse that Olivia holds, those tiny little purses that she walks with. But anyway, yeah. I guess we just go, hey, Ashley. Hey, hey, Matt. How you doing? How's your week been? Um, do you know what? It's been really good. And then it's kind of like tailed off towards the end, which is like it's not great, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I had like a really productive week at the start, and I managed to get through some things, like work things, whatever. I don't know. I just felt like I was doing a lot and going out. And then from like Thursday onwards, so today we're recording on Sunday. From Thursday onwards, it's just kind of gotten less enjoyable or less good like mood wise so and i just feel like oh to have like a really good strong week at the beginning like monday to like thursday it's been a bit like oh like progressively more difficult and um, which is a shame so i feel mm. like i want to go into like next week or this week feeling like quite good but i'm not too sure i'm sure it will be like it's a mental thing but it's a bit annoying mm. that like oh the weekend's been a bit like i had a bit of a struggle this weekend i guess do you think it's to do with last week it was a bank holiday and everybody's moods were lifted um, and it was beautiful weather on the Sunday and then this week it just temperature dropped? The weather's got shit. Not for me, no. I feel like it's just been like actual like things. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, you know how I like to get myself in trouble with like boy things and just like overthink things? That's stupid, I know. I live for it. Well, ugh, it's just happened again. <laughs> It's happened no. again, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, so annoying. Um, and despite you and Jordan telling me what to do and what's correct to do, I've gone completely against your advisement. I put myself in a situation that is difficult for me to manage, I guess. Shall we break it down? Um, yeah, we can do. Um, so we would have spoken about this before on the podcast and stuff, and then um, you and I have spoken about it anyway. But the, I, like, and, and it's basically like I'd gone on a certain chat with someone and messaging someone at the end of last year and seemed quite interesting interested interesting blah blah whatever and then they were not readily available you know they weren't really into it and I was like oh I like them should I message them should I not and basically obviously you and Jordan were like done right if they don't give it back so it's fine so I didn't do that for a couple of weeks whatever and then it came into the new year and basically I just did anyway and then we've been talking and stuff ever since. And then we like met up this week. So Thursday is probably part of the decline. Um, <clears throat> and 
No, it was really nice. It was really, really nice. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a date, though. That's the thing. It wasn't a date. It was just meeting up just to go for a walk or whatever. Was it a screening? No, it wasn't a screening. It's just because we've been chatting and stuff. Like, we've been, like we get on really well, actually. So that's what's difficult. We get on really well. Um, the problem is, is like, I'm attracted to him. So we went out for a walk. It was really, really nice. And then I was just left thinking like, oh, it's such a shame that nothing's going to happen because I do really like him. Really like us and not like Maddie. Like I just, I'd, I'd like to see where things would go romantically. And so I was feeling a bit like, oh, that's really annoying. And then got home later on that day. And then we were messaging in and then he was like, oh, I do really like you, Matt. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um, in, I was like, I get really nervous just before like I see you. And he's like, why? And I was like, to be fair, like I'm not too sure where things are. I kind of need like firm boundaries and I don't know if or what something can happen because I you know when you get I, I don't know if I'm looking too much into things but I don't know if I get the vibe or I don't get the vibe you know so I'm like if you're not interested don't but you know when someone gives you just enough to keep you interested but not enough to for what you want right um not mm. and it's not like a wrong thing it's just like you know I'm interesting I'm amazing but they want to see me and he was mm. like oh no you know I'm really like attracted to you but I'm just not looking for anything and I was like okay that makes sense but it's not the answer that I want I guess I'd like to just see how things go so that made mm. me feel a bit like oh that's a shame yeah but I don't want to, I can't, I don't, I, well, there's no reason for me to not speak or engage with him, though. Oh, 100% there's a reason to not speak and engage with him. What? Why? Because what's going to happen is if you like him, you're going to fall for him more. And he's going to always just keep you over here at arm's reach. And you'll fall for him more. And at one point, you'll be so far in that you'll be doing nothing but get even more hurt than potentially you could do right now if you said, to, actually, do you know what? It's not healthy for me to continue this nonchalant relationship. But there's two elements to this, right? Oh, here we go. Well, no, two, two elements, two ways of thinking, right, that I could go with. And one is, because I get myself into these situations relatively often, and it turns out, like, uh, you know, Jordan, even my therapist at the time, had said, I always want things that I can't have, which is really frustrating for me. So I don't want that to be the case. Um, but I could work through it and see if I can not allow that to happen. Or I could just be... The way that I would normally be is just persistent. I would just be persistent. I don't imagine I'm going to get as hurt as I, I have done in the past. Because I'm just not that kind of person. But it keeps making me think about... You remember when I was talking about that relationship that I had a couple of years ago? That was just really difficult for me. And I was like... But I let my, but that was my fault. I let myself get too deep into that. I don't know. I'm just whopping. I'm thinking of a reason to say... <laughs> Yeah. Why can't I be friends? Because you want to get in his pants. I wanted to get into yours and Jordan's pants. Yeah, but you got a very firm no from both of us. I didn't get a firm no from Jordan, thank you very much. I don't think I tried it on with you. Well, you knew you couldn't because I had a partner. No, I know. Um, and I was in a relationship, to be fair, at the same time, so there's no reason why I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a mute yeah. point true look the thing is I know what I'm going to do that's the other part I know that I'm not going to like just nip it in the bud because 100%. they'll be around me at, like a, on a regular basis and there's no need to like I enjoy their company I just think there needs to be a way to manage it that both means that like I can I think this is like a damage limitation exercise more than a completely cut off because I, I just don't think that's possible for me I don't think I'm able to do that. Well, I mean, you've got to do what you have to do. 
But you also got to do what you can do. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means so much, you're just not trying to understand. Oh, stop it. I'm speaking, but you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. Oops. <laughs> <Shabby> <laughs> <approach>. my phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what happened on Thursday. It's, it's more just coming away from it. He, he, he just had a really good day, and then it was like, oh, that's a shame. Um, I'm not trying to think about it too deeply, but the problem is, is I did, and I do. Well, then, and then what happened on Friday is I just started applying for jobs, right? And I was applying for jobs in the morning, and it was going well. And then it seemed to be like, as I got to further and further into applying for jobs, the less, the worse I felt and the less confident I felt. It was like, I was like applying, mm. I was like, oh, do you know what? I'd be really good at this. I'd be really good at that. This would be a great job. Then it got a bit later, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't think I'd be able to do that. I don't think I should apply for that. Oh, I feel terrible. And then I got to like, I did it for about two or three hours or something, quite a long time, because I hadn't done one um, all week. And then I just felt terrible at, at the end of it. And I was like, God, I've got no confidence now. And I was like, oh, well. I think, I think with jobs, it is a bit... Because it's such a draining process anyway, and you're trying to rehash your good bits over and over again. You sort of, in my head, anyway, what I do is I start thinking, God, maybe I'm not that good if this is the same thing I have to repeat time and time again. So yeah. I, th I do think when you're job hunting, you should only apply for like two or three a day. If you see more you want to apply, because sometimes algorithms show you more, depending on what you're looking, definitely bookmark them for another day. But yeah... Job hunting is draining at the best of times. So I hadn't done it during the week because I've been quite busy and I put some folks on some other things. And so, and there were jobs there. So as you say, like they just showed up and I was just applying mm. for them. But it literally like a little piece of me left every single time. And I was like, I left mm. and it got to like one o'clock and I was like, God, after thinking like, oh, it's not a rejection what happened on Thursday, but I took it as a rejection, I guess. Um, and the jobs are just like, oh, yeah. Why does nobody want me? I know, I know. And I, it's, it's true. I was like, fuck's sake. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. So apart from, I did have a good week and then it kind of, it's held after this weekend. So, but just before this, I was, I'll stop talking to Ashley in a week in just a second. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's usually the other way around, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, just before this podcast, literally as we started recording, I got two messages from people for like jobs. And I was like, uh, I don't know why I thought, oh, it's a Sunday. And maybe because I'm in a bad mental space. I was like, it's obviously bad news. Um, but then I got two other interviews this week. So a second one and a first one. So I was like, okay, that's that's better, at least. Oh, see, this weekend's end on a high. So that's good. Because if it was like two no's, I'd be like, oh, come on. Literally before we gone to record this, and I'm supposed to like be happy and chirpy. And then it'd be like, no, no, thank you. But no, so that's good. So I got one of, yeah, I'll have two interviews booked over the next seven days. Yes, that's good. Well done. Yeah. How's your mm. week, Ashley? Dull. <laughs> no. Um. Weekend. Well, last weekend was brilliant because we recorded. When did we? When did we record last week? I can't remember. But oh, okay. <laughs> Sunday was amazing, and it was my first week at my new job. Um, which is good. Really enjoying it. Really, some nice projects which I can't talk about, but really nice. Um. And then, yeah, I came up to visit the other half. And, yeah. But we watched, we started watching, I don't know if you watched it, a show called Flight Attendant. You mentioned it in the previous podcast, said that you were going to watch it. Yeah, so we started watching that. Um, it's good. I'm one of these people who sits and watches something, and I create a wor the world that they're in. So, for example whatever world they're in, whether it be sci-fi, futuristic, medieval, I 
pick apart based on the logic of the world that they're in. So, for example, if something doesn't make sense, and then someone would be like, what, you're questioning the, the logic in a film where dinosaurs are brought back to life? I'd be like, well, no. In their world, they brought back dinosaurs, which is fine. But in that logical world, this doesn't make sense. Why would they still do that? I think um, that makes sense. You can't just be like, oh, because this exists, that means everything else is acceptable, unless they give you a reason why. Yeah. So in this, it's I have to say in Flight Attendant, I actually think it's really, really good. But some of the choices this the lead actress makes is just like, but why would you do that? Why would that happen? That doesn't make sense. She does do a lot of questionable stuff. But that being said, it is good. Now, there's this bit. Um, it's not really a spoiler. But there's two FBI agents. One is a white male and one is a black female. And the white male, and I thought it was a really good, good thing he said. Um, the white, well, good thing she said about him. Um, the... The white male's boasting. He says, oh, does it not annoy you that I've been here half the time and I've got the same level as you? Must mean I'm better at my job than you are. Type of thing. I'm paraphrasing. And she's like, you think that's the reason? She goes, let me break it down for you. You're male, pale, and yale. Ah. And I was like, <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> yeah. And then she, she goes on to talk about, you know, because she's a woman of colour, who isn't from the same educational background as everyone else. She goes, you know, you're, you got to foot up because of that, which makes sense. And I think it's a very good point to make. What I would say about it. And I think programs do it now to virtual virtue signal is they make a point of over the top expressing how woke that program is. Um, at another point in the show, this guy's out chatting to some guys and they're all having a cigarette. And then this guy goes, oh, bitches be tripping. And this guy turns around and goes, you should not call women bitches. That's so, and then goes off on this. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the story, but they're going to make a point about it on it, which I, it's fine. It just made me giggle. Cause it's like, sometimes I think a show can try too hard, but these are valid points. But I was just thinking you're trying to be too woke, but I did like, I did like the expression so the positive idea was like the expression male, pale, and yale. I thought, that's good. That's good. We'll use that. <laughs> well, male, pale, and stale has only just come into my like radar the past couple of weeks. Have you heard of it? Stale? No, I don't understand that one. Oh, so that's a play on this the the saying male, pale, and stale. That's a saying that people say. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's old white men, right? Everything's old white men. So if you're male, pale, and stale, then that's that demographic. Ah. Yeah, so they played on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She didn't just make that up. Oh, whoever written it, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, genius. But, um, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying about that TV show, though, because that's exactly what I said about St. Francis, even though I keep talking about it. Because they'd be like, something, walk, 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 issue, walk, 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 issue. It wasn't serious. Yeah. It was like, stop, issue, da, 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 yeah. stop, issue, isn't it? It's not, it's not yeah. interlinked. <laughs> N nothing to do with what's going on, yeah, except yeah, they yeah, yeah. take a side, yeah. Um, but it is a... It is a good show. I have to say it is a good show. Oh, uh, that's good. What was and it? Would, you were talking about it so much. I've not even seen it on... on it's on Sky. Other. It's on Sky. It's yeah. um. It's got the blonde girl from... I don't know her name, but Penny from Big Bang Theory. Oh, I can't remember her name now. But yeah, I know who she is. What is her name? She's got I, a famous name. Oh, I'm know. not sure. 
But I think you would rank it quite high in your inclusivity scale. That's good. Well, it's based on the flight flight attendants, so there's a gay guy there for sure in the flight attendant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is it's a good show. Um, So we're nearly finished that. But apart from that, uh, not much else this weekend. We're more excited about when the pubs open from tomorrow. I'm not. Although it's impossible to get booked anywhere. That's what I was going to say. Like I haven't booked anything, and then um, on my walk on on Thursday, um, he was just like, "Oh, I've booked all these places." And I was like, oh my gosh, should I have thought about this beforehand? Yeah. Um, and obviously I should have because I've got nothing booked. But that being said, same with my haircut, even though I got a haircut like this week, um, I want to leave it like a week or two, or if not longer, three or four weeks, because mm. I feel like everyone will be like super hype and mad crazy about it. And then it will die off to be reasonable. Um, mm. Yeah. Plus, I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait for the pubs to open this, that and the other. I'm, I've really enjoyed elements of what's happened over the past year like the whole point that you would meet someone just to sit outside and talk and walk mm-hmm. without alcohol or anything maybe a coffee sometimes we i just sit there with my bottle of water and mm-hmm. and i feel like i've had some of the best conversations i've had and relationship building exercises over this whole year i really do i want that to continue when you go to yeah. the pub and stuff like drinking's going to be getting involved it's all going to be messy blah 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 which is a lot of fun but it's been really nice to meet someone at 11 o'clock and just sit outside i agree I definitely agree. I, I mean, we've not booked, we've not booked much. And like you say, I, part of me, like it's snowing today. Like, I don't want to go and sit in the snow. Like, I'm much better being outside, all outside, but I don't want to sit there in the cold for no reason. I'd rather just go into someone's house again now if we're going to do that really, even though we're not supposed to, because yeah. I'm not sitting outside in the cold out there. I do want to say actually TV shows then. I, have, you, have you watched Bridgerton? Yes. You've watched all of it? Yeah, I finished it. I thought it was awful. I've got one episode to go, but I was... You know, like, um, towards the end when they get married and then they start having sex everywhere. I find it really difficult when I'm having sex or about to have sex to take off my jeans. I was like, I cannot believe the number of layers they have to take off. I was like, I get so bored or embarrassed because I've got, like, uh, skinny jeans and, like, you know, like, long socks and, you know, like a jumper <laughs> and a t-shirt or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, God, this is taking ages. A belt, you know, I'm like, oh, God. And then I was watching Bridgerton and I was like, wow. I'd definitely be bored by the time all the clothes came on. I'd be over it. I'd be like, oh, another layer? No, thank you. Let's let's just save it for another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. They just want so much. They prepare, you know. If I know I'm going mm. somewhere, I've got tracksuit bottoms and like a loose t-shirt. Mm. I mm. guess they were are, really. are you enjoying it? I'm not not enjoying it because I definitely, I've got one episode left. It's not, it's just, the thing is it's not easy to watch actually. I was going to say it's like, it's, it's not heavy, but it's not easy either. So I could easily have not carried on. But I was like, oh, there's only a few episodes left. That's all I can say. I don't know what else to say, to be fair. To me, I think the main problem is the story. There wasn't enough. I mean, I think it is based off books. Um, but there wasn't enough of a plot line to drive me forward to want to know what's happening next week. There was no real big... It seemed like all the big things were such side... Like, I can't say much because I know you've not finished it. But the small plots, like, if we're around to the, the, the cousin who's pregnant, like, to me her storyline would be better up front other than the other two because it's like more interesting what's going to happen there. The other two, we all know they're going to get married. So um, We also know, I'll say this now, you can tell me, well, he's going to want to have a baby. It's as simple as that. He's going to decide that he wants to have a baby and unless he doesn't, now I can't see your face. Um, but that's what I think is going to happen, to be fair, because he's got like a stupid reason for not wanting a baby, basically. 
Well, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but some news about season two came out this week. I don't know if you've seen it. Did you see it? I did, no, I didn't see it. Okay, then I won't say it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, I will finish the episode later on this evening, I reckon, um, this season, and just see how it goes. I really do want to start Line of Duty, though. <sighs> yeah. So good. I know. Everyone's going mad crazy about it. Do you know what is mad, mm. though? But even more mad to me. I cannot What's believe up? that... I don't really care for the royal family too much, right? But if someone dies, they die. Fair enough. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's not a judgment. I'm just genuinely shocked or shook by the amount of TV channels and TV coverage has gone on about Prince Philip. I find it like I find it mad that like hold. I wanted to watch the finale of MasterChef on Friday. Went on Saturday to watch it on catch up, and it wasn't there. And I was like, this is bad. When are they showing this final of MasterChef? But Gogglebox was neither. Yeah, yeah. Is he that big of a deal? I guess it's more how long they were being together, the institution and how long they've been together. It's it's always been him and her. And plus, I would say, well, when she, when, when she goes, it's going to be massive for sure. Right. That's reasonable. But I expect it. But I think they're putting so much... I agree with you. I think if we sat down to watch something on Friday night and it was like... All channels have got this on. I don't. I mean, like for not for going back to the regular scheduled programming, and then the BBC now are getting complaints over the fact that their normal TV shows aren't on, and it's still Prince Andrew, um, Prince Philip. And then Prince Andrew came out and said something. He did, yeah. Did you see? Yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah, and Princess right. Anne and stuff. Well, nobody cares about Prince Andrew, like the pedo- the the paedophile ring connections, and yeah, no, sir, no, sir, you don't come out and talk to us about your dad. You come out and come talk to us about other stuff please well we knew that um prince harry i knew prince harry was going to go and Meghan wasn't going to go though it was uh, i would have been absolutely shocked if he didn't go but that's the right decision isn't it well she can't fly can she because she's so far the whys are not important okay because they have to give a reason as to why and their pr person handled it very well (laughs) that's where i'm not cynical but 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 megan did say that she got on well with the queen and prince philip but if she went, I reckon she would have got more flack if she went than if she didn't. I think if she could go, she would have gone because it would have caused such a storm. No, no, you don't. Shut up. You think if she could have, she would have to start the mess? Not to start a mess. Like she didn't go there intentionally to start a mess. She's going there to pay her respects. But a mess would have been made. No, I reckon that there would always be a reason for her not to go, even if she wasn't pregnant. No, she can't go. Mm. She can't. She can't go. Because she's pregnant. <laughs> Listen, she can go if she wants to. If she wanted to get to that funeral, or not if she wanted to, if it was decided that she should go by yeah. their team, she could go. It's definitely the right decision. She's Listen, she is a celebrity like everyone else is, and she's trying to make the most of what she has, the opportunity she has. I've never denied that. But she's not going to go there and put herself in a situation that will just cause more controversy if she goes there, because she's going to get flack for not going. She'd get more if she went. She shouldn't go, and she's not, so that's great. If Harry didn't go, that would have been a mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew he'd go anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to. He had to. It's the right decision. I'm glad mm-hmm. this has played out somewhat well then in that respect. But, yeah, it just shocked me that Prince Philip was all over the television, and he's still on now. It shocked me that Bag of Chips got a lot of slack for sending condolences. A lot of flack. Oh, what did I say? Slack? Oh, yeah. A lot of flack. For sending condolences to the Queen, and then she's off Twitter. I thought that, like, 
One thing that annoys me, and it happened with Thatcher as well, it's like, I get that some people do bad things, but I remember when Thatcher died, a lot of people laid in and said, oh, glad she's dead and whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't ever think it's good to rejoice in somebody's death. It's not the way I was brought up. Um, regardless of what they've done, it's the end of the day, it's just not nice. To sit and dance in somebody's grave is disrespectful. I get what you're saying. I think it's tough depending on the impact that you feel they've had. I don't care. I don't know about Prince Philip, so I don't understand the impact. Or Margaret Thatcher because it was before I was really alive or like, but if I was alive when like Hitler was around, the moment he died, like I definitely would have danced and laughed. Hitler I think I'd be the same as Donald Trump, to be fair. Hitler's slightly different. I mean, to me, it depends on when he dies. Like, to me, I, I wouldn't, if Donald Trump died tomorrow and people were celebrating it, I, w- I would be shocked at them. It's like, he's not a nice guy, but I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I find it. I'd be the opposite, see. If he died, if he was 99, I'd be like, mm. okay, do you know, like 30 years have passed and maybe things have moved on and they're not as influential and as prominent. You know, like Prince Philip, for example. I, I don't know his story and, and people saying he's misogynistic, racist and all these sorts of stuff. And I'm sure all of that is probably true. And because he, he said these things as well. Um, and then on the news, they have to talk about all the good things that he's done. But essentially, he was an old man who had lived out his life and had some impact, positive and negative, in the world. Mm. Because his impact isn't so prevalent now, I wouldn't necessarily see a reason to like jump up for joy. But mm. if Donald Trump died tomorrow, people would be rejoicing. But if he died in like 30 years' time, I'd be a bit like, mm. yeah, he wasn't a nice person, but I'm not like. I don't think I have anyone in my mind that, well, you know, that I feel like physically impacts the world the way that I do. But like me and stuff so maybe i don't I probably don't take it too personally do you know what I mean i just think if somebody wants to pay the respect they shouldn't be attacked for it yeah i didn't realize you said she got attacked she got attacked for saying what well, on twitter people had said she should have done that she, she, she got trolled yeah told that i can't remember what she said but yeah she got trolled basically saying piece of shit you shouldn't be celebrating or you shouldn't be sending uh, condolences or something like that. Like, let, let let bag of chips express herself whatever way she wants to express herself yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have a go at her or anyone else. A lot of gays are royalists, though, to be fair, isn't it? Because they're just like the pomp and whatever you call it surrounding the royal family. The glam. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Albeit a bit tacky, but... That's why they love it. It's probably why I should love it. I'm surprised you don't. It's old white people I don't really care for. Yale, peel and steel. <laughs> yeah, well, this other one that um, we talked about was... Comes with the headline... Gay man fired and labelled a sex predator after commenting on a guy's nice butt. Um, so to give you a quick rundown, this guy works for the Philadelphia Parking Authority. Um, he was fired and labelled as a sexual predator when his employee employer learned of his sexuality. I think he started working there February 2020. Um, was going fine for the first four days and then things started to unravel and it goes on to talk about how he was summoned to meet on the 20th of February and he yeah was fired um, apparently the employers pulled up his Facebook account and on there there was a picture and this guy who was fired had written this guy has a nice butt I hope his girlfriend knows how lucky she is um, it's a Republican state is a is a very Republican Party orientated business company, and yeah, he was fired for it. It then just got me thinking. 
Because what was important there is when I just read the headline, I thought he was commenting on the way the headline was written. It said like he was commenting on somebody's in the office's nice butt. But then you have to understand it was actually a comment on social media. Um, so not nothing to do with the place he worked. And it got, got me thinking about both of them really. Like obviously saying if you were in an office and commenting on somebody else's booty. Um, and then also if you're posting something on your own personal Facebook page, can that be brought into your work life? Well, workplaces now have like social media policies, isn't it? And how you're supposed to engage in it. Mm. Although I don't know if it talks about pictures and the words you can say. I always thought it depends on the company, I imagine. But it, <clears throat> it talks about how you can use social media. Like say if you're in your place of work and then you're having a bad day and you'd be like, fucking hell, I hate my boss. This white person, you know, or I was at my job and this happened, then, you, you know, you can't do that because you're still representing your work. But the way that this story in Pink News is laid out, like, it sounds really bad by the company, to be fair. Obviously, Pink News wrote it, and they're known for <laughs> their balanced view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they are, they're very sensationalist and very swayed. <laughs> they are the Daily Mail of gay papers, I swear. They are, yeah. I mean, I, I actually hate Pink News. I think it's so tripe. And they, what I hear most about is they'll, post stories from like four years ago as if it's new stuff and then everyone including myself flocked to it be like, oh my god i'm like i'm sure this happened before i can't believe it's happened again i look at the date of the article i'm like no it's not happened again this is the article exact article i read five years ago just well, this one is reshared i checked the date before yeah i checked the date before i started ranting on about it um and it, literally it was it was pink news that made me anytime i read something online i look for a publication date because I was talking about stuff with people from Pink News that was published five years ago, and I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> such I never an thought idiot. about that, actually. I never thought about that. It's mad that this happened, though, and, like, nowadays. I was actually talking about this just the other day, and I was saying, like, you know, we were talking about different issues, including trans issues of being queer and LGBTQ, and then, like, we you know, things are a little bit easier now. And I was like, but these things still happen. Maybe not, in, again, in the UK, but they're still happening to that point where people, like, a conservative business will say, oh, we don't like the way that this person behaves based on, you know, mm. their sexuality, so it's time to bounce. I can imagine mm. that, like, because I go to my place of work. Nowadays, I'll be much more comfortable going to a place of work and just being who I want to be and let people know I'm gay straight away. Like, it's something I would say immediately. Yeah, well, in my new place of work where I started, it was, I made it very clear from the interview stage. Because, you know, on my CV, I talk about doing the podcast, and they ask what the podcast is about, and I say, oh, me and my GBF, we do a podcast, we talk about gay stuff and stuff like that, so we're just super gay. Thanks. <laughs> Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. Unicorn fan. <laughs> <laughs> in the interview. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and they hadn't even asked me a question yet <laughs> next question we haven't asked you the first one actually <laughs> but you've already hired me right you've made your decision like, you hired me. Give me the job because I'm gay <laughs> it's because I'm gay and they're like no you didn't answer a single question bitch <laughs> every time you ask you one you put a pass in my face <laughs> <laughs> and cut your fingers. <laughs> you, don't get it, you don't get it. Like, can you just say something, please? That isn't this. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I didn't get the job is because I'm gay. That's because I'm gay. <laughs> 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 
is it is a problem though. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it's that does still happen around here because like I don't know, I probably said it on the podcast, but I was like, I, you know, I don't want to, re- when I have my nails done, I don't want to remove my nails when I'm going for an interview, you know, when I do have them on, <clears throat> because I, I don't want, I don't want to do anything, if it's not for a specific reason, like health and safety, then I wouldn't, just stop laughing. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> See you next Monday. Oh, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love it. Second round. <laughs> Me. <laughs> They'd ask for a presentation. I give a presentation about my life. Yeah. <laughs> we sent you a very specific brief. No, no, I thought I'd do one better. I thought I'd do Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great when you can get to that point that people can do that. <laughs> <laughs> what not get employed because they have zero skills and they're mourn about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I was thinking we've oh. spoken about it on the podcast before about oh. I'm not saying this person went into their place of work and told people about their sexuality or you know, even gender identity if it comes to that. But for me now, as time goes on, I want to be more open as possible going in. I've always been quite open like that. But I wouldn't want to hide my sexual orientation away from a new or old workplace, to be fair. No. And not no, that, I, would, something I would push. It's something I would push and let people know from the start. So I don't want people being like, oh, have you got a girlfriend? Because people still ask that stupid question. Yeah, a lot of people still do. In fact, the job I was in before this one, it was very awkward. It's mad. I find, I find it really bizarre that people still ask that. But I imagine if you're a straight person around straight people all the time, you'll just ask that, I guess. Well, no, it was awkward because one of the girls who was in the extended team thought I was very handsome. And my boss was going down the route of being like, well, you know, I think he's single and blah, 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 blah. And then said to me, and I'm like, she was, I remember the phone call we were having, it was video call like this. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but I am gay. <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> but, then I, but then I acted as if like, the, the, what she had just done before that hadn't happened. I was like, <sighs> I think yeah. that's a bit different. I think that's slightly different. Really? If someone's into you and they don't know your sexuality and they're attracted to you and then they want to see how it goes, I don't think that that's a problem necessarily. No, well, it, it was, I guess, because she'd never, she never met me. It was just through photographs, and it was the connection a boss made the, on the assumption that I was, yeah, yeah, straight. And then, to me, it was then awkward whenever she was talking to me about the conversation. I was like, well, I'm a big old homo, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do but that's why... The, as soon as possible. In this interview, I was like, when they asked about the podcast, I was like, perfect. Because then it's just done. Yeah, I have and it I on my go- CV. I have it everywhere. I think it was probably the reason I got hired. Well, that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. I'm like, do you see that black <laughs> and gay? How are you not giving me a job? And they're like, oh, we gave you an interview. That's what I feel like now, where my confidence is. I'm like, oh, we give you an interview, but but that's what you're going to get from us. We've ticked that box. Yeah, yeah. We gave... We screen grabbed your photo. Where's my last name as well? It says Ali. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, mm. you know, I'm going to be an ethnic person. Um, I've got my pronouns on my CV, and it's mm. got like gay everywhere, and like the hobbies and stuff. But and then a lot of jobs that I apply for now, pretty much all of them talk about their fairness and equality and stuff, which is a good thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. I wonder what that looks like for them, though, why it's different. You know, everyone puts a statement nowadays. Did you notice mm-hmm. that when you were looking for jobs? No, but I did update mine to be something like, I want to work in a place that values equality and things like that. So I updated my own personal statement for it. Well, I was thinking about this. So I was having a conversation with a teacher, and I think it's different in a place of work. I don't know if it is different. So we could talk about it. But if you're a teacher and you are gay, well, just queer in general, sorry. So any, anywhere on the spectrum, and you've got a difference. Do you think you have more obligation to share that in that place of work because of the impact that you might have for those young people? Mm, that's a good question. I would... I don't think you should be... Ob- I guess it depends on how you feel as a person. I would have no problem in being an openly out gay teacher because I'm very comfortable with who I am. Um, and I don't care. I guess if other people aren't as comfortable, and I guess it really depends on where you are in your coming out story and how comfortable you feel you are, um, there should be no obligation or you shouldn't have to disclose that, I don't think. Because, again, it depends on what sort of school you're in, what the kids are like. It, you know, I think we, I mean, I always, I always think schools these days are a lot more forward-thinking. I think they have to be, especially now since it's part of the curriculum to teach about all families, not just male-female families, so single-parent single, single parent families, same-sex families. So these are things that kids at a young age are, eggs are get, kids at a, I can't speak. Kids at a young age are getting exposed to a lot more frequently, plus TV is making a lot more of an effort to be a bit more balanced and show things, so it shouldn't be too strange to for kids to make the connection that there might be a gay teacher in their school. And what was really inspiring was when Becky was on a couple of weeks ago and talked about how openly her kids, her students, talked to her about stuff. So that was that was really good. Well, I think that helps. That, like um, she was very open about it and very forward and accepts and allows mm. questions. And I guess obligated isn't necessarily the word. It's difficult because as a teacher, like part of your role is to help guide these children, as Becky had said, not just in the curriculum but as people in their lives and how they can navigate society. Mm. I feel like you're right about where you are in your journey. So if it was me like 10 years ago, me 10 years ago as a gay person, <clears throat> I wanted to be like, oh, I'm gay, but I don't want you to know I'm gay straight away. And I want to make sure that I can fit into whatever it is that I'm supposed to fit into. Now, yeah. 10 years later, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I want you to know exactly what I stand for and who I am. And I'm not trying to fit the mold necessarily. And that's what I'm working towards all the time, you know, um, of what you expect from me. So I would have like my rainbow lanyard or something, you know, that, that has it out there for mm. kids to see or a little pin that says, you know, trans lives matter or something like that. I would have that in the school as opposed to just saying, well, if someone asks me, I think now, but that would, that may have not been the case if I began teaching like straight out of university or something like that. But I think it is important as people, queer people and people of color and anyone that might have an issue that's important for them to push that in the school in particular it is important to do so though. I would say that. If you're able to. I, if you're comfortable doing it, I say for sure, like definitely, because I just think back to when I was at school and how much easier it would have been if there was an adult who, you know, was somebody you could talk to. Mm. Absolutely. I don't know if I said or at least. I feel like some of the issues that you will have is actually at home. Because I know that like when my nephew comes home and he says like, he came home and he said like, oh, it's so funny in our school. They said that um, we can't call girls cute anymore. 
And apparently that caused, that was made everyone going both into hysterics and anger in my household being like, well, that's ridiculous. Why would they say that? Of course you can. And I'm a bit like, well, could, given what just happens, the reason why they're saying that is it's, we need to understand what consent is and um, what is, uh, you know, not abuse, what's the word, but a sexual attack or whatever it is and what the levels mm. are of it, because obviously that isn't necessarily going to damage someone, but if they have that repeatedly and then it might generate some more. But apparently, in, you know, it was ridiculous that a school, a progressive school, would even suggest that that could be something that kids shouldn't do. I think we're still very early on in the sort of <clears throat> in the progression down this route because I know a lot of the backlash you get from people about some stuff is not you personally, but yeah. a lot of the backlash people get is <laughs> I said you get because um, I, I was I didn't want to go down and make out that you are a sexual predator at work. I have but been drunk a few times at work. <laughs> and you remember that manager, right? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that wasn't good. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some people say, well, that means you can't give compliments to people. So, for example, if somebody thinks somebody's cute, should they, they should be able to express that they feel somebody's cute. I mean, to be honest, I, it, I'm coming from a very polarised angle because... I don't think calling somebody cute is that bad, but I'm coming from a point whenever I was young, we used to play chase the girls around the playground until they get to kiss them, which is really bad. Kiss is there statue yeah. limitations? <laughs> statue limitations on this type of stuff? Well, you don't have conkers in school and stuff now. You can't do certain things, obviously, because things are a lot safer now than they were when we were younger. But I understand why you... We've even spoken about it when you talk about people's weight and everything. Like, giving compliments is, can be a sensitive subject. And mm. it is a fine line. I was talking about this again just recently. Like, it is nice to tell people, oh, they look nice today and stuff. But it, and it'll be a difficult habit to break. And I love, you know, I love a compliment. If someone, if I walk in and everyone's like, oh, Matt, you look really good today, I'm, I'll eat it up, gobble, gobble. Absolutely want to hear it 100%. Mm. But you can understand why, I, I can understand why you don't want to use that as, complimenting someone on their appearance shouldn't be your go-to straight away especially because i also mm. hit the opposite my mom loves it she loves telling me and you know you're going to work and everyone's like oh you look tired today and i'm like at no point did i want to hear that when i've just woken up and walked into work and no yeah. situation has that ever been okay to say oh you look tired today i think no no i agree thanks you tell me i look a mess ask me how am i or whatever because maybe something's up and the reason why i look a bit raggedy yeah, 100%. Like, you don't want to sit and walk into work and get insulted and be told, oh, you look tired. And be like, well, thank you. I have eight hours full sleep, but I do have bags under my eyes because I'm going through some difficult stuff right now. And now you've brought up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's about your relationship with that person and people and, you know, how that stands. But I guess what you said there is there's a good point, And it's definitely a lesson I've learned in the last couple of years, if not more, with um, us doing this. But there's a good way and a bad way of approaching subjects and maybe before you approach the subject take a moment to reflect on whether you think it might be a good way or bad way based on whether you would prefer to be asked in a, a particular way and even if you don't care remember other people might i said this twice now in the past couple of weeks to people that are very close to me because um we were having a very meaningful heart to heart and they were like, Matt, what do you think I should do in this situation? Because I was like, you keep on responding and blah, 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 and being defensive. And I was like, and this is kind of similar, but not. And it's about just what 
and additional kind of responses. And I was like, just don't say anything. They're like, what do you mean? Why can't I say anything? And I was like, because of that, you need to think about it. Don't react. So if you've got mm. something in your mind, you see someone tired, don't just react to what you think. Don't say anything. You don't have to fill that space with noise. You can mm. reflect. It is very possible to not open your mouth. And that's something I've definitely learned over the past couple of years and learning still to be able to do. I guess it's, and the way because things keep changing, mm. it's, it's a constant learning thing that we always have to do, I guess, through life. Because as we mature, people mature with us. And as we mature, laws and what's right and what's wrong socially and morally are changing as well. So it's just about being woke for use of a better word. I love the word woke, even though there is the woke army and sometimes it can be a bit much, but I do like the word woke. Mm. <laughs> yeah. God, what a, what a life lesson in today's, today's 105 episodes. Listen, oh, we've grown. fifth episodes. 105th. Well, it's a good thing, really. So, um, Ashley and I, um, we mentioned it before, but we haven't said. So, this is going to be the last episode for uh, four weeks. We said we'll go, um, we'll have a mid-season break just because we do so much for so long. I'm exhausted. You know, so we're glad that we can leave you with this lovely message. Um, how have you found this first half of the season, actually? Because it has been very different for us. It has been very different for us. Um we haven't recorded face to face, not once, have we? I can't even remember. No. no, I couldn't even remember what it'd be like to record face to face. How did we do? Do we have one microphone? We just had the laptop. We, we just had the laptop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have to say, I the first fifteen episodes of the season have been delightful, and I have to give a massive shout out to Matt for making them so. Um, he has struggled a lot with me as I have slipped into a small side of depression um as i didn't take furlough ash furlough ash came into furlough thinking the world is at his feet but he ended up being at the beached wheel uh so yeah i i, I struggled a lot with it um but matt's powered through give me prep talks tell me off politely and yeah give me kick up the ass when i need it so Personally, after you know the hundred and f- the last fifteen episodes to get to one hundred and five, are here because Matt has spearheaded them through like a trooper. I'm I'm really looking forward to the break. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I did a little just a video rest. Although we do need to do some more planning, as we said before and stuff, and, and prepare for the next half, which we would love to do, and we want to continue um, with mm. a lovely great set of episodes and you know we recognized the change um in terms of the format when we had that feedback and it's something that we've been speaking about so as we talk to people that listen to the podcast and if you do feel like reaching out um just to say how you felt about it we still want to have interviews i think that's something we've spoken about we did have apart from the past couple we had pretty much i mean i was surprised how many interviews people guests we've had i say interviews that's Mm -hmm. not correct but guests we've had guests on Mm. So we want to continue, but I think we want to try and find that balance of um, the right number, which we're still trying to work through, which I think is really, really important. So, but I've really, I must say, and I've been listening to the episodes. Um, I, it sounds weird, but I've been listening to these episodes more than I have done for the previous ones, which I didn't listen to all of the episodes because I've genuinely loved having the guests on and hearing different stories and finding out a bit more. And some of that, you know, we've come into it not knowing how it will come out and then, the feedback's been great. The episodes turned out really, really well. 
So yeah, mm. I've really, really enjoyed having additional people taking part. Um, I've also really enjoyed the segments. The segments have been good. I have to say the segments have been good. I've enjoyed having people on. Like I think I told you, I can't remember if I said on the podcast, but last week's episode of, was it last week's? No, two weeks ago with Becky, one of my favorite guests I've had on. Just to hear her story was just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not like we've both, both said, we've, we've never talked to anyone. I've never talked to anyone trans, I don't think. So to be able to have a guest on and hear her story and hear her side of things on a subject that affects us particularly as you know, either rugby players or rugby fans um, and sort of to be able to reflect and think, well, actually, yeah, why hasn't anyone at RFU or Rugby England reached out and spoken to the people it affects? Um, and to hear her personal opinion on it, it's just phenomenal. And other guests we've had on as well, like are obviously great as well, like having Astina on. Astina meant a lot to me because it was the first time where my mum had seen it and been like, I'm going to listen to your podcast. I have told her never to listen to the podcast before, but it's the first time she actually expressed an interest to watch it. Well, she watched it on YouTube and she had to turn it off because I'm too animated with my hands. She goes, you make you give me motion sickness, I'm going to turn it off and just listen to it instead. <laughs> so, all right, mum. But, um, and that was good. Uh, but then my mum's also like, like, I think you mentioned about your mum as well. My mum's coming on so much with regards to who she is as a person. I just think it's amazing. My mum is absolutely obsessed with RuPaul and Drag Race. Like I, Knowing my mum, given that we only had a conversation a year ago where she came in with her nose curled up thinking, are they boys or girls? I don't think I get the show. No, it's not for me. To being like, oh. You know, I think RuPaul's going to go with Florence because that's just, the, you know what RuPaul's like. And I'm like, Mom, I have no idea what RuPaul's like. And <laughs> you know do what you. RuPaul's like. <laughs> um, we should get, her on, then just get like, her on the next episode then to do on his pod top five for the Drag Race Girls. Yeah, she'd love it. She would love she'd it. Smash it. Um, um, I really enjoyed yeah. that. To this day, and it's really, it, I think about Brian Sims, I'd probably say, like every other day. <laughs> really? I'm I'm in love with him, and I thought once we recorded the, the episode, is he the one that is he the one that tells you that says, uh, you know, I like you, but I'm just not grinning right now. No, <laughs> is it him? Is it him? Because I think it's a pretty big hint. Yeah, yeah. On Thursday we had a big long Zoom chat and just <laughs> together, and he said, "Matt, like I like you, but not like that." Yeah, that's exactly what happened. You would be heartbroken if Brian Sims had given you enough, but not enough that you want. Right? You would. He is insane. He is insane. He's very handsome. And I was hoping yeah, that he would be guy. my best friend forever, but he just hasn't been. Because he's very busy now applying for a new role within the government. So I completely understand. Um, yeah, I mean, he is busy in Philadelphia. Actually, yeah, what's interesting is he works in the state that this guy was fired for being. Yeah, yeah um, he does. So he works in Philadelphia, so. Well, so what you're saying. Yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you're saying that you thought what? That you two were going to what? I just thought, like... Now that he came on the podcast, we would get married, and it hasn't happened. And I think I might need to fly to America and see what might happen between us. Just wait. Wait a minute. But you are giving Brian Sims mixed signals here, because you literally said at the start of this podcast that you're interested in somebody else. This is my problem. <laughs> I fall too easily. <laughs> it's just... The... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe I am. I just kind of yeah. have them all. Kind of have them all. You know. Try, Bill. It seems to be going well. Keep trying. Yeah, yeah. 
I really enjoyed having. Do you know what I really enjoyed actually having uh, different guests with different podcasts? And uh, this is obviously for us to talk about. But I'd like to do that again because I've started to listen to more podcasts thanks to you and this. And having Crystal on to talk about um, her podcast, which is coming back. And then the logbooks was a big one because a lot of our listeners have actually started mm. listening to logbooks and they'll be coming yeah. back for another season this year. Um, they're, they're both excellent, really good queer podcasts. And I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed having those on. For sure, for sure. And yeah, again, Crystal was great. Her podcast were great and the logbooks were yeah, equally just as good. So it was good. I'd like to get on their podcasts. That'd be impossible. We're not famous enough. <laughs> well, you can't be on the logbooks because you needed to be born and recorded in the, recall in the logbooks of nineteen nineties. Well, two thousand and three now it'll be the next one, but yeah, yeah. Oh, so you it. need to go back in time. Um, and you're not oh, famous to be on the things that make me queer. Where it is? Maybe in season six of Honest to would be famous enough. Where are we on four, six? Yeah. 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 Well, we've done it. We, you know, we, we've put our stuff for the awards and I've learned a lot. I was a judge, a first round judge on the British Podcast Awards. That's now completed. Well, but we've not yet heard. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they don't tell what happens until the beginning of May. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair. Fingers so we've not yet heard. <laughs> 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 I listen to some of these podcasts. Don't get your hopes up, Ash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good, really, really good um, submissions. <clears throat> But yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ashley, thank you so much for 105 excellent episodes. And in this one in particular, 15 wonderful, beautiful episodes. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Matt, for being just who you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everyone who's been listening to this episode. And if you've listened to all 15 for this half of the episode, uh, half of the season, we will be back in four weeks' time. Well, we will be back on mm-hmm. Monday for our last segment. For our last then, segment. From that point onwards, we will have a small mid-season break. So that'll give you a chance to catch up if you haven't been able to mm. um, listen to them all this season so far. Uh, or if you just to pick out a few extras, whatever. It'll also give you time to give us some feedback about what you think about the season. We haven't had as many... Or, um, we, we got a few Patreons this year, but we haven't had as many five-star reviews from Apple and what other podcast sites. No. And she gone. Bye-bye, Ashley. <laughs> oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, oh, you were checking something on your phone. Yeah, no, my my battery's going on my phone. I have to record on my phone because the internet didn't work on my laptop, so my battery's going on my phone. So it's uh, a good time to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, thank you very much, everyone. Listen to Honest the Pod Top Five on Monday and enjoy your For four sure. weeks off from us. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Mm-hmm.